2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
3: oh the roller coaster versus the robin a riveting rumble the resilience the robustness roads remarkable their rivals rhythmic rampaging at times it's ramble reacts i'm pete donaldson
1: and i'm andy russell
3: You're Andy Brassel. Don't even get well, involved, hey, Andy, Andy When I'm when I'm performing at that kind of level, you just step back and watch. All right? I'm getting this ball. I'm taking it round the defenders, and you might get an easy tap end tap in at the end of it for crying out loud. FA Cup on the telly, Andy. It's gone to extra time. We're both cradling uh, slightly different uh, cups of tea. I'm on the Earl Grey. You're probably on the green tea. Everything's okay with the world on a Wednesday night like this. Everything's okay. It did end Blackpool 2, Nottingham Forest 3 in extra time. And I must say, watching the ref pulling back the play because the goalkeeper had the ball moving with the last kick of the game pretty much, it's not what you want to see when ITV4 has already delayed... All Elite Wrestling, uh, which is supposed to be on at ten o'clock. Tony Khan has got enough on his plate without having to deal with extra time in the Blackpool Nottingham Forest match. Uh, this is Forest's first game uh, since the charges two days ago. We will uh, get into that very, very shortly, indeed. But it was a it was a bit of a humdinger. It, it threatened to be um, a bit rubbish because as, as soon as sort of Blackpool came out for the second half, everyone sort of said, "Look, let's just keep it tight. Let's just keep it tight for ten minutes." And Blackpool tried to play out of the back and played it out of their bomb. It was absolutely awful. Awesome. Andy and, and,
1: and Forrest scored, but yeah, it, it was. It was, and I think it's less the playing it out of the back, is less even the playing it out of the back when you're a League One team. It's mm. playing it out at the back on a pitch like that. Yes, it really was a horrid stroke classic FA Cup pitch. Really, a lot of ice, a lot um, of
3: ice in front of the advertising hoardings. It, it didn't look like it was in the best condition. Okay,
1: no, it it, it it really didn't uh, living up to the name of the seasiders and all that. But <laughs> I, I enjoyed the fact that there was, um, it, it it did feed into the whole FA Cupness of it, which, mm. as you said, looked as if it was on the way out when Danilo got that second goal because it looked like it would be a procession for mm. for Forest, and then you get the banger of all bangers to to to, to bring them back into it, and then you get the equaliser and Mm. Lawrence Gabriel who made the mistake on the on on the goal that they conceded on the Danilo goal I very much enjoyed the fact that it's all so close and claustrophobic and boxed in at a Bloomfield Road, that you're go,
2: yes, yeah, fucking come
1: on! <laughs> <laughs> like for you know, there's there's no chance of like you know, Sam Matterface didn't have enough time, even though he had 120 minutes to talk, he didn't have enough time to apologise for all the swearing and whatnot. Did no,
3: it? yeah, it was right in the. I, I mean. W- what happens um in situations like that? Why can't they get the microphones far in bearing in mind their lip mics aren't they? Why can't they get the 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 broadcast material uh, as far away from um in independent um c's and f's <laughs> so to speak the, the it's the ones It's the ones that come out of nowhere that shock you i think
1: so you're saying that, like, the cameraman or the sound man should, like, dive on the microphone like he's smothering a bomb or something well, like well, that? You well, know, like,
3: do you know, like, how, like, um, um, noise cancelling, um, active noise cancelling in headphones works? Yes. Basically, it takes yes. a microphone feed from the outside and it inverts the phase and, and, and tries to play the exact opposite of that word. So what we need is okay. camera people <laughs> just shouting whatever the inverse of the F word is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it would work, but... That's what we need. Maybe there's something that that, that can be done. Uh, but it was um, a, a hell of a match in the end. Um, I thought Wood at the end, um, obviously um, Black Keeper came right up at the end of the, of the pitch and, and, and had a, had a pop at, at goal at one point. I'll certainly try to turn it into the six-yard box. Um, but the ball was loose for Forrest uh, and somebody had a shot. And, and Wood was absolutely fuming he couldn't add to his tally of one in the hundred and tenth minute. I don't even think goals count in the hundred and tenth minute. Nobody remembers them ever.
1: <laughs> Possibly not, but I can understand why he was—he he, was—he was pretty annoyed because yeah. I think it was uh, Aguilera, wasn't it? Who who could have passed it to him and decided mm. to have a a shot from his own half instead, and. I can kind of see where Wood was coming from because it's not so much the not scoring the goal. It's not so much they needed to score the, the mm. goal because, of course, they were winning anyway. It was more the fact that, look... I'm in my 30s, I'm still running on a cold Wednesday night on this shitty pitch that when I signed for Newcastle United for 100 grand a week, I didn't think I was ever going to have to play on this kind of pitch again. And here I am, toughing it out in championship Hellville to yeah. all in- intents and mate. purposes, even though Blackpool black, black are in Hellville and made. Um, and yeah, there, 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 there I am making a run for absolutely no reason.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think with, um, I think both teams... Probably could have done without that extra half an hour. Obviously delayed for, I think, a medical emergency in the crowd at half-time. But they got got the game finished in the end. But I think both teams have a lot of work to do in the league. Blackpool hope to climb out Mm. of the league they're in and obviously Forrest are looking to just solidify um, their position um, with a possible point deduction that may come uh, later in, in in the season. Um, on that, Andy, I mean, it's quite interesting because I guess Evan and Forrest have both admitted to breaking uh, the Premier League's financial rules. So we're going to have two independent commissions doing the same thing. And thanks to the changes in, in the rules and how these kind of um, studies, how these kind of um, uh, regulations get applied, it's going to be quicker than ever. But if they appeal any of these punishments, they will be doled out in May post-season, which seems quite stressful when it could end up with um, teams finding their way out of the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand what the boys were saying today, and the boys handled it very well, by the way. I thought it was a really interesting discussion. It doesn't sound of, like them. The it doesn't sound like them,
3: Andy. Have... I, I don't agree. <laughs> I, did, I did listen, but I don't agree. <laughs>
1: You guys give me a separate feed that's full of voice actors, don't you?
3: <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. It's yeah, not really it's them. redacted. It goes it goes to our lawyers and they redact a lot of stuff. <laughs> exactly. Can you, we we stick it to ChatGPT and say just make this smarter, for Andy. <laughs> we we already know he's slumming it. He didn't even mention the Simpsons and the Guardian as mentioned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, so I th- I think the the the, the point of, you know, you've got to find a, a, a break in the season to preserve the integrity of the, the, the competition. Mm. I understand where they're coming from entirely, but really the conduct itself is affecting the integrity of the competition. So there's no ideal time to do it really, is there? Because yeah. what? You get to the end and you do it in the summer and it, you're basically saying everything that went before was bullshit and it didn't really count? Mm. You know, yeah. it it does affect affect the integrity of the competition at any stage in in which it's done, really. So there's there's no ideal way. Um, yeah. You've got to be thorough, and it's it's a bit like everyone's saying with the Manchester City situation at the moment. You know, why is it why is it taking so long? Well, because there's 115 bloody charges. Yeah, and, and Manchester you know, you're, City have made you're, it very
3: clear that they would rather be the bad guys and rather lawyer this out for however long yeah. it's going to take. It's kind of like it if, yeah. if 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 you wet yourself. A little bit, right? If you there's a little patch of wee on you, people are gonna go, Uh, you are disgusting." If you cover yourself in head to toe and wee, people go, "You need help," <laughs> and and then and and people don't sort of look at you in such such a bad way. So, I think Everton Forest, have, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, in a situation where they've only um, performed one of these uh, feats of mal malfeasance, uh, and uh, they uh, and they found themselves um, looking looking like worse than they they potentially are. But uh, as the boy said this morning, just 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 do it. Just do it proper.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because if if you think about it, you know this is not um, some sort of big bad ogre bringing these naughty little boys to heel. Mm. The, the fact is that the, the Premier League is the clubs. You know they all yes. voted for those rules in the first place. Mm. So it's, it's such an unusual situation mm. when you have this. You know to, to imagine the point of infraction that you must get to to actually get charged in this situation. We're talking about going a, a really long way. And it's always difficult in whatever level of football because the fans don't deserve it. The fans don't deserve any of this bullshit. And, and, mm. and they never did. Uh, just like they didn't at Exeter, just like they didn't at Portsmouth. Um, mm. But, you know, that, that that doesn't make what's happened right on, on, on the other hand. So I, I think th- what surprised me the most is the fact that it's being done in this... Sort of um, sort of stick rather than carrot kind of way, because mm. even when you look at how FFPs de- dealt with in the Champions League, and you know teams that have been dealing with the consequences of FFP for ages, like like Roma, mm. like uh, Porto, for example, quite big clubs, it's a, a sort of consensus thing. You know, normally, unless it was like Manchester City, who again lawyered themselves out of this being thrown out of the Champions League when we go back a couple of years. Mm. It's always um, you're offered an FFP settlement and then you sort of, you know, there's, it's more of a discussion than a punishment, if, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it surprised me that at least the rhetoric around it has not been the same for particularly Everton as, mm. as well as Nottingham Forest. I suppose the thing with Forest, at least, is, you know, they may have... Um, in charge over this profit and sustainability stuff. They may have had to pay uh, play as our good friend Tom Wally, Nottingham Forest fan, said earlier, a game and a half longer than they should have on ice. Um, but because it's only 20 minutes flight back to Nottingham, at least they'll be home for for last orders.
3: Yeah, so the Forest squad flew to this fixture against Blackpool last season, but tonight the travelling fans have got one heck of a journey ahead mm. of them. I mean, obviously... They won the match, but I mean, with this hanging over the top of their head, I think, I mean, the 2000 fans should be applauded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and even yes, if they won, should they should be. also they should also have their uh, their their, their um, travel reimbursed in some way. Um, speaking of uh, of travel, uh, Sean Dyche said last week that he had to talk to Anand uh, Anjouma uh, about taking eight-minute flights from Manchester to Liverpool for training. Uh, but he actually said on Sunday that he was joking, and he couldn't believe that some people had taken it seriously. He then ended his press conference by joking that he was uh, off to fly home to Nottingham. I thought he lived in Kettering. So, like... I'm confused as to whether Sean Dyche knows where he lives or not, to be honest.
1: <laughs> the nearest airport. So he's obviously it, not joking. I guess joking. it is. The,
3: yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah, that is, that is a very good point, actually. I think that, like, if you... you're... If you're a third tier city with your own airport named after a criminal, I think you should be allowed to just use it to go down the shops if you wanted. To, to be quite frank, you've got <laughs> yeah. that airport, you plumbing use it. Like South End Airport, the thing that just flies over my head every every few hours, all we get is like old World World War Two planes pottering around, just just having a <laughs> having a skip around the sky and then plonking themselves down. We'll be I'll be playing football in goal, and I'll be distracted by the fact I reckon a plane is coming in sideways and it's going to smash into it into my own. Uh, Into my own pitch. But like, I would love to see a little bit more action at Southend Airport. I want to go places. I want to do something with my life, Andy Brassel.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think uh, next uh, Ramble Bino, by popular demand, will depart from Southend in in, in that case. I think it's pretty clear, by the way, that Dan Yuma was not joking about yeah. Liverpool to Manchester <laughs> flight. It's just, now he's been environmentally shamed. Yeah. He's going backwards a little bit. There was this mm. thing last season where uh, Christophe Gautier, who obviously got sh- shamed for much bigger things than that, was mm. um, a PSG manager still. And in a press conference, he was asked about them flying to an away game. And mm. he's like, well, well what, what, what do you want us to do? Take a yacht there. And and Killian Mbappe was next to him and he laughed. And, uh, he got off the hook completely for that whereas gautier got absolutely, absolutely rusted, smashed right. in like yeah. french parliament in um in the press in the media um by football people non football people for, mm. for 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 the next couple of weeks and right. uh mbappe sat there chuckling away and um yeah no no one thought anything absolutely. of it about him absolutely.
3: <laughs> ha ha ha, I do have a yacht. Um, well, uh, Nottingham Forest will have the task of keeping Ivan Tony quiet on Saturday in his first game back from his eight-month ban. That's gone quickly. That's gone quickly, Andy, for mm. me. Probably not, well, for um,
1: probably not for him. Probably not for him, no. He does have the chance to do something
3: very funny this weekend, though. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> it, would, it would be very funny if he did it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I like the way that before he's even played a game again, he's like... Yeah, I'd like to play for a big club that's
3: going to be
2: That's what powers
3: him, <laughs> That's what powers his reputation. His, uh, the, the, the thing that precedes him appearing on a field, it's always like, look, I could be playing for you next season, but for now, I'll just make do with scoring a load of goals. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I
1: mean, th- th- there is there is a pleasing... Like even even before this, and mm. you know, I, I, th- I think it's, it's it's a complex issue, obviously, but there's definitely a layer of villain villainy to Ivan Tony that I can get on board with. I mean, yeah. I remember Eddie Howe's first game. In charge of Newcastle, mm. and uh, it was against Brentford, three-three draw at St James's Park, uh, with Eddie Howe not there because he had COVID, of course. And oh, Jason yes, Tyndall yes, yes, yes. kept going into the tunnel and like <laughs> like phoning him because it, it was it was too loud outside. But um, <laughs> Tony didn't do any of this thing that luke and marcus and actually i hate as well the, the oh yeah sorry I, I i played 10 minutes for you once and I, mm. I, i'm really sorry i'm really sorry he, he was just absolutely giving it the big licks in, yeah. in front of a full st james's park and i, I yeah. very much enjoyed that
3: <laughs> i van very much enjoyed that too <laughs>
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer.
2: you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com/host let's not take a piss here I, I certainly was well,
0: I think you.
3: Uh, so elsewhere tonight, uh, Everton beat uh, Crystal Palace uh, relatively handsomely, 1 uh, 0. Uh, scoring a, a belting free kick to win the game. It was an absolute crack a lacquer, it was. Um, there were boos from the away end, though, um, and chance of you don't know what you're doing when Roy Hodgson uh, subbed off Eta, uh, 20, uh 64 minutes into the game. Um, is, I, I, is this going to ramp up the arrogant owl of, of of Roy or is it just going to dampen down his kind of like it, it,
1: his, his um his hubris so to speak Andy because he's he's on one at the moment isn't he? He, re- he really is and if you mean the next time they beat someone shit is he going to mm. give it the big and of course he is of course he is <laughs> he I don't think his, there's yeah. any doubt about that but uh, yeah. he is... He's he's really interesting. Watch at the moment, Roy Hodgson, hmm. because he's just at that sort of age where he's just not taking any shit that mm. sort of stage of his career. And, you know, we saw that when he was uh, talking about the Calvin Phillips thing. Now, you know, he was almost doing a Mourinho impression about, you know, well, if we throw our hat in the ring, right, maybe maybe we could help him out because he really needs to play for the Euros and it wouldn't only be good for him, it would be good for the country, never mind us. And then he said, we could give him minutes in the premiership, you know, <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't even care about, like, putting it in new money. He's like, and if you come over, Calvin, we'll give you two florins for your work. You know? <laughs> I will collect a mouse or two for you. Don't you worry about
3: that. <laughs> uh, well, the lads uh, this morning were talking about uh, rooms of uh, Carrick uh, replacing him. would Michael Carrick be a, a good fit for that club? Is it just more more Roy, more kind of, like, not particularly ca- Carrick, um, uh, ca- charismary uh, kind of um, uh, managing the dugout?
1: I, I think there could be more to Carrick than that. Like, like we said mm. uh, recently, I mean, I strongly believe he's, he's, he's going to be a really good coach. But what mm. I think is really interesting about what he's doing at Middlesbrough at the moment is that they have played like quite aesthetically nice football since he's been there. And you know, a lot of Borough fans who you speak to, are like, well, you know, I never really imagined Borough, especially at this point in time, mm. on reduced circumstances. You know, after years after the premier league gravy train didn't really imagine my team playing football like this mm. and yet they've played a little bit more um in a little bit more of a circumspect fashion against mm. villa in the cup and against chelsea in the cup um one because they're playing bigger teams and two because they've they've got a shit ton of injuries so mm. I, I i think the fact that carrick hasn't just got one way to play suggest that, you know, when they had the departure before and they wanted to play in a different way, whether it was with Vieira, whether it was the incredibly short-lived De Boer experiment, you know, I think Carrick has got enough different strings to his bow that I think he could maybe sort of ride out the rough stuff. But I think if you're looking at Premier League jobs, I mean, I don't know about you, Pete, how attractive do you think Palace are? Because obviously they're an established Premier League team, which makes them... Uh, club, which makes them attractive in, in, in a certain way. On the other hand, they are in that weird netherworld of not going down, not going up. It yeah. almost feels like the only thing they can do is make a gamble, it go wrong, and they go down. You know, mm. it, it doesn't seem that there's any other way out of this this Groundhog Day. So that means so much must lean on the aesthetics. And for some of the reason, of course I have sympathy with Palace fans who pay a lot of money to go and see their team. They feel the football's not that good. And they feel that the world outside loves Roy Hodgson, doesn't get why they're not extremely grateful that they're just staying up. And he leans into that and kind of is quite dismissive of any complaints. I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think that makes Palace a little bit unattractive amongst Premier League clubs for a potential young manager?
3: I think, I mean, if you are learning your, not learning a trick, because obviously Carrick's been, been in the game for quite a long time, and he's, and he's, would it be fair to say Andy's doing it the in the right way? He's he's not going yeah. for those massive, huge jobs that are, that are very chaotic in the background. I think this club mm. is slightly chaotic in the background, to be honest. You've got like um, Steve Parrish, he's, he's only got 10% of the club, but he holds a lot of sway if there's rumours that he's going to be leaving. He's very important to the bottom half of the league, you would argue, being the, the, the head of, the We're not going to go into the European Super League kind of situation. Mm. You've got um, you, you, you've got so many other kind of characters that own kind of like minor stakes, but they have the John um, Texter larger... thing. Yeah, the John Texter things are interesting. He was um, he was mm. uh, the, the shareholder John Texter who John Texter or just Texter sounds like like a like a promotional mascot that tried to sell us like ringtones <laughs> in the '90s. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like like just a dancing mobile phone. Hey, John Texter. Yeah. Anyway, but he was uh, he was seen uh, downing a pint at Lyon's uh, French Cup game. Last Last week, uh, a little bit like Mike Ashley at the Emirates in 2008, you absolutely saw it off, though. Andy, uh, I, I saw this video of uh, John
1: Texter Downing Downing a pint of Leon.
3: Um, I don't think it was a full pint. I think it was a three quarterer.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it was um, schooner. Radler, at best, if we're I'm going sorry, to put schooner, it in Australian measures. But I, I think if you were going to do that, I mean, you might remember. It's one of those things, obviously, that people really love to deny it, but. Mm. Um, Mike Ashley was still quite popular when he, when he, yes. when he down that pipe at the Emirates. People, you know, still thought he was all right and had an optimism about him. and thought, oh, yeah. yeah, he gets it. He's one of the... Fa-. No, he's not. He's absolutely dreadful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the, before we even get to the end of the sentence. Whereas already, people think Texter's an idiot. And they have mm. done for, for quite a while. I think it's as simple as to watch Leon at the moment, you need a drink. it's it's that simple
2: yeah
3: (laughs) well I mean he's reportedly considering um, selling a stake in Palace but that might just be because of the line of sight Premier League alcohol rules Crystals is gone now what's he got involved for (laughs) the guy loves the sesh what can we say (laughs) So on the evidence side of things, um, it's, uh, as discussed, um, there in the, uh, in, in the dock, so to speak, pretty soon, uh, some, uh, pretty, pretty hefty charges, uh, being leveraged, uh, their way, you would imagine, uh, there might be another points deduction, but we won't be finding out for, for, for quite a while, even though, uh, we've got an expedited, uh, process on, on this, um, former Newcastle man Isaac Hayden has claimed in an interview that he left Standard Liège, uh, over uh, unpaid wages and is going to start legal action, uh, 777 partners, who are apparently weeks away from taking over at Everton, are the owners of Standard Liege. You just, you hate to see it. With everything that's going on and has gone on with the toffee men and the toffee women and the toffee people, um, this is the last thing they need. This is the last thing they need.
1: Yeah, and, and, and most reasonable Everton fans are really concerned about 777. Mm. I, I know with a lot of fans, you know, our our general nature is to be optimistic, isn't it? and our yeah. general nature is to look at um, a, a new owner coming in and thinking oh they're buying it for a reason they want to make us better we all want the same thing they're going to spend some money mm. but i think everton fans partly through experience are looking at this and looking at it in a, a, a sensible way because 777 have, have, have left a mess everywhere really mm. because you know we're, we're talking about multi-club ownership even if they were paying their bills i mean multi club ownership is not a thing to aspire to to be in because you know you're inevitably going to find out that you're you know way down the, the the pecking order now i suppose everton could have a right to to not think that because they're in the Premier League, um, which is obviously a, a a big stage. Maybe that that would be the, the the head, and the rest would be the body. But I think with everything that's happened with Seven 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 and everything that happened before with Mascheri, I think they're right to be concerned. This is you know something I say again and again. Uh, a, a, being a supporter is not just about blindly defending your club and the way it's run, whatever. It's about asking the uncomfortable questions. It's about protecting what's yours because the club does belong to the fans, really.
3: Mm. And it'll be there way longer than um, the celebrated company that Seven 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 Partners uh, represents. Mm. Uh, well, um, every yeah. every every cloud in our lot, Everton are going to be facing Luton in the next round, so uh, they've got a bit of a shot for a, a bit of a cup run amidst all of the uh, misery uh, within all of the charges. Um, all right, let, let's round up the show with um, your friend and mine, Mister Jordan Henderson. <laughs> um, he's uh apparently terminated his uh al uh contract after just six months he's apparently heading to ajax uh no doubt um the boys uh will uh, be talking about this um pretty soon on the show but we- we've got to get our our digs in haven't we andy this is what we're here for for crying out loud. I-, I don't know about you Andy, but i just love someone just getting their hand caught in the till and and then trying to, <laughs> like, just panic, just dragging themselves two, through two seasons of Dutch football just to just to rescue homeopathic levels of their legacy. I fucking love it, Andy. I really do.
1: You, you know what, Pete? It's funny you should describe it like that because I, I remember when I, I used to do the World Football phone-in on uh, Five Live mm. with Dotton. And I really love the drive back at four in the morning. I used to get a cab back, and I lived in um, Battersea at the time. Right, and it was it was a great drive back through uh, West London, and then you go in the in Battersea... the pundit
3: horn in, in the Battersea Pundits horn that they have <laughs> yeah, <that's
1: laughs> for lost right. pundits who
3: who've been caught on the streets of London.
1: There's another one. Get in the big pundit net eventually I was rescued by the football ramble.
3: (laughs) We we, we were going to put you down, but you're just too cute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, you you, you come across the Battersea Bridge and see all the bridges um, in London lit up. It's it's, it's beautiful. But you also used to see uh, people leaving a nightclub in a shambling mess at Mm. uh, like four four in the morning. And I once... Saw this guy as I was. I was stopped at some traffic lights somewhere in in, in Kensington, and uh, there was a guy who was out with his mates. EastEnders actor. Uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no? Uh, okay. it, it was. It was not. It was not in the middle the of the. Taxi driver resisted
3: <laughs> the urge to lean into the slide.
1: <laughs> oh, Gaffney. Th- th- this this gentleman was uh, th- th- behaving very sensibly. He was he mm. was having his sneaky pee into a bin. And right, I, I, think, okay. I think you have to respect that. But mm. he saw a police car going down yeah. the road and he thought, oh shit, I'm in trouble here. And I saw this whole little soap like unfold as I was mm. sat at the traffic lights. And so he saw the, the police car coming and he tried to run away, but he still had his trousers down and he was drunk enough that he hadn't really considered that. So he tripped over, collapsed on the pavement, obviously, and peed all down himself. And this made the police notice him, reverse (laughs) back and nick him while he had his trousers and pants down. And when you're describing what's happened to Jordan Henderson there, I think it's quite a a suitable allegory, really.
3: (laughs) I think so. But I would say in that situation, if I'm a policeman... And I have the choice to look the other way. You're looking the other way, aren't you? Because I'm not having a bloke with pay all down himself in the back of my car. It's just not happening, no. is it? At, at, at three o'clock and no. four o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, there, there, there is that, I suppose, isn't there? But, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> What can you say about this move? It's 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 undignified. It'll probably help Ajax out, who are in a, a not a, an amazing state in in, in the league uh, this season. Um, will he be a a, a square peg in a square hole, Andy?
1: Well, they've they've got quite a young team now, having lost mm. a lot of talent there. He's not yep. going into a good side, and he's not going into a club that's brilliantly run at the moment. So mm. there is a lot of other stuff that could go wrong. I'm wondering if he's leaping before he looks again, really. Yeah. The extraordinary thing to me is this story that's uh, come out um, earlier on, on, on Wednesday from Sam Wallace, saying mm. because of a UK tax issue, he essentially deferred his wages. So he mm. hasn't been paid anything since he's, he's been in Saudi. But people around him think he might not get it. So basically... He's been away for six months doing the shittest work experience Come ever.
3: Come on. This is the stuff, innit? He's not even going to get Unbelievable. paid.
2: Unbelievable.
3: Oh, Unbelievable. it just does not get any better. Ba- and he was going to donate all that money to a charity as well. Oh, what a big <laughs> shame. What a huge shame. But, I mean, presumably with these contracts, I, I don't really know... Necessarily, how they are, how they are crafted, or at least whether they're crafted with the same rigors of, of the legal process that obviously is quite coveted uh, around Europe in 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 that there, London and that. Um, but like, you do sort of think, like, presumably there was a, a I can go away now clause in in, in this uh, particular thing. But but why would any? Why would the Saudis agree to that? Like, why would they agree to for, to allow him to just tear up his contract? It it just seems absolutely baffling to me.
1: Well, if they're not going to end up paying him, if you bear in mind that he was meant to be getting the thick end of forty million a year, mm. at least gross. Mm. I mean, by getting him for six months for free, they've saved themselves twenty million. So that takes away the fourteen million they paid for a player who's left six months later, and yeah. given them a little profit on 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 top. I suppose they're already talking about uh, spending the spending the money on on other players in this in this winter window. Um, so.
3: I, th- I thought that was good. I thought you were going to say that was going on the Newcastle United war chest. Absolutely gutted. Absolutely <laughs> gutted, for out loud. I don't <laughs> understand. Indirectly, don't maybe. So indirectly. 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 It'll, it'll get there eventually. Uh, all right, then. Uh, let's wrap so, this yeah. one up. Um, Andy, you've got OTC coming out tomorrow. Uh, yes, we do. Jesse Lingard to Barcelona. Are you, is that the whole show? Is that going to be the whole show? Jesse Lingard to Barcelona.
1: Well, Pete, that's not how it's done on OTC. I was just about (laughs) to say, we're going to talk about Xavi and how he's under pressure at Barcelona. So what sort of moves will he make?
3: Uh, What has he got up his sleeve? Yes. (laughs) That's what we're going to be looking at in OTC. Lovely, lovely stuff. Bring me in with the high-minded stuff and then talk about like the naughty stuff, what we all like, really. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Uh, well, Marcus, Vishen, Jim and Luke will no doubt be talking more about Jordan Henderson, uh, Jesse Lingard to Barcelona, etc. on Friday's previous show. So make sure you subscribe so you do not miss that. In the meantime, find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast application. I've been Pete Donaldson, Andy Brassel. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. I hope you enjoyed that extra time with Vigor and Vim Uh, he's doing a wave (laughs) he's doing a wave for people not watching on YouTube (laughs) Uh, we'll be back uh, very soon with more of this and go and join uh, Andy Brassel on RTC right now
2: the football ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast creator network